My name is Gussie Miller, and I am a graduate of the Fort Hayes Performing Arts School in CBUS. You're listening to the Music Journeys Podcast. Welcome to the Music Journeys Podcast. I'm Mike Foley. A few things on the horizon for Music Journeys before we get to our featured guest. Future episodes include Cautious Clay, Paul Carrick, and Diana DeMuth. We're also hearing about some new holiday music as December approaches. As a lover of Christmas music, some holiday-themed episodes may be in the works as well. And a reminder, you can find additional information Links to the artists featured on Music Journeys in the podcast experience at wcbe.org. Variety of other shows to check out there, too, on the topics of leadership, healthcare, movies, and coming soon, a new podcast called Depicting the Invisible, Shedding Light on the Issues Facing Veterans. That's coming up in November. Remember, you can also subscribe and receive updates for Music Journeys and many other shows in WCBE's podcast experience through the NPR One app. Columbus native Gussie Miller has carved out quite a career working as a musician, producer, engineer, writer, and an audio engineer in the television and film industry. He's done it all. What sparked his interest and imagination can be traced back in large part to his high school days at Fort Hayes. Here on Music Journeys, the 1981 Performing Arts School grad explains how valuable that experience turned out to be, highlights a few of his favorite accomplishments in music, and shares some stories from his solo album that took about 15 years to come to light. Guaranteed to find some inspiration from Gussie Miller, our featured guest on this edition of Music Journeys. Thanks for listening. My name is Gussie Miller, and this is my music journey. Hold On, the new single from Gussie Miller, reflects his outlook on life. Things are not great now, but you gotta hold on because it will get better. And I've always been that kind of person because even though people find me to be somewhat intense, I'm very much a positive person. So that song right now, and especially after a global pandemic, I think typifies where I'm at. People often wonder, you know, with all the tumult and all the stresses and, and the division in the world today, how I can continue to be positive. And it's because I wake up with a melody in my head every day. Sing, sing it, sing, sing it, sing, 
So my father was a jazzer. Uh, my mother was also very um, music-related. Neither one of them were professional musicians, but my mother did study piano and she could sing. So just listening to great jazz, my mother was a fan of Nina Simone. Matter of fact, my mother is from Asheville, North Carolina, so she went to school with Eunice. Uh, they were friends, so she went to school with Nina Simone. So it was literally baked in. It was in my blood. My father played Duke Ellington sacred concerts every single weekend. Grew up in Columbus. Columbus is very close to my heart. Fort Hayes changed my life. I ended up being a radio and television student under Bob Bauer, who was the junior, uh, you know, year teacher, and then under John Crawford, who literally changed my life because I now do somewhat about 50% of my income comes from working in television and film because of that love that was instilled in me and a lot of that technical training because he was hilarious, but he was no sufferer of fools. And if you didn't do it right, he'd make you do it again. And I was also blessed with the fact that since it was a pilot program, they spent a ton of money. So we weren't making play TV. We were making real TV. And that really, really set me up for the future. So that's my Fort Hayes experience. There's a gentleman there by the name of Ryan Van Bibber, who I have the ultimate respect for because he created a program to teach young kids, mostly children of color, how to use Pro Tools, how to use Logic, how to use Ableton Live, and how to actually record and produce music. In my professional career, I've actually come back and, and taught a couple of the classes, you know, there for him. And it just really warms my heart that the school is still moving forward in that. And of course, the whole Fort Hayes experience, because I believe that that's what fires young people's imagination to get to where I'm at, to do the professional level work that I'm doing. You got to start when people are young and you have to see somebody who looks like you doing it so you know it's possible for you to do it. No matter how far the miles or oceans that keep us apart Just the sound of your sweet voice is enough to calm this doubting heart By about probably 88, 1989, I realized that the other stuff that I was doing was not giving me the joy and giving me the spiritual satisfaction that I needed. So therefore, I always knew I could sing. I had definitely sung in, in many different situations. I've been able to travel all around the world. So that was, you know, kind of apparent. But I realized that I wanted to be in music production. I had also been a Gino Benelli fan. So I found out where Gino's recording studio was. At that time, it was called Larkfield, which I did not know was his brother Joe, the keyboard player's house. So I got my little cassette back in the day, which is, we're talking so long ago, and I sent it to Larkfield Studios. So literally one day I'm at my desk at USA Today and the phone rings, and it's Gino Benelli. <laughs> He's like, hey man, I want you to come out to California and, and sing on my record. And I'm like, I think I actually hung up on him because I thought it was a joke. And he called back. And it was like a scene from a movie. And he's like, no, this is really Gino. And I was like, okay. And he gave me his phone number. And he's like, yeah, and I'll get back to you. And I called to make sure it is Gino. And it was. And he flew me out to California. It ended up that I sang on a song called Rhythm of Romance. Gino basically used my voice as an instrument. And he said, here, I want you to sing these parts. But by the way, I'm not going to do it in the traditional way of when you sing the, the root note and you sing the third and you sing the seventh and you sing the octave, I'll let you hear the other parts. 
he didn't let me hear the other parts. He's just like, okay, you're rushing a little bit. Here's your note. Sing here. And I would just sing. And then he'd say, here's your next note. And I'd say, can I hear the other one? And he'd say, no, sing here. You're, 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 you're on top of the beat, pull back. And then he would literally say to me, hey, you just sang that and that the note was right, but you did not give me full note value. So you're singing to the rhythm of romance. You know, and I was like, really, dude? And that's the way he wanted me to sing it. But then after we did all this and we did all these parts and I'm singing literally the chorus of the song, which is, he says, let's dance. And I sing to the rhythm of romance. up all the faders and he and Joe just look at me with like the silliest grin in the world like yes this is the boop and I'm going yes it is because then I knew you're in the big leagues because these guys have been making hit records for years and then he proceeded to have me sing a bunch of other parts and that literally changed my life now of course the little minor I guess detail of credit also came into it because at the time I had a lot of friends who were going to Berkeley College of Music I was hanging out at Berkeley College of Music you know, I'm getting ready to, you know, am I going to go to Berkeley and, and really, you know, get the MP&E degree and all that? And they're like, oh, my God, you got to work with Gino. So the record comes out later on. And, of course, my name is nowhere on it. So that's when I really learned what the music business is about. <laughs> so I was saved by the fact that the guy who co-wrote the song, actually two of them, one is named Roy Freeland. God bless him. Don't know where he is. I'm not even sure if he's still with us. And the other one is a gentleman by the name of Mitchell Delavie. And Mitchell ended up being a good friend of my now publicist, Monica Wilde. And he's like, oh, yeah, you sang on that song because he sang that crap out of that song. And that literally changed my life because, one, he stood up for me and said, yeah, I know Gussie's on the record. That is him. And, two, um, it really kind of vindicated my desire to be a talent at an A level. It took me years to get to making my solo record. And uh, some of that was financial and part of it was emotional. But I have a very close friend who is my, uh, I like to call him my maestro because he is from Italy. Uh, his name is Alessandro Lessandroni Jr. So he's telling me, and this is my, I always like to impersonate the way he speaks. He said, maestro, you know, you've got an incredible voice and we need to be getting these songs out there, baby, because you can sing. <laughs> and that was like the thing that made me go, okay, I'm going to get this done. So in the midst of a divorce, in the midst of child custody battle, in the midst of, am I going to get to see my kids? My boy is going, we can do this. I'll help you. And he just basically kicked my us all the way through it. So we got to the point of where I had the demos together. And then sadly, we had a catastrophic hard drive crash. Now, eventually they, they were able to recover some of that data, which is basically my whole album, which ended up being called Forever Plan. And the joke of why the album is called Forever Plan is because it took forever to finish. I literally started writing it in 2001. I'm still married. We literally finished it as in the tracking stages of guitar, bass, keyboards, drums in 2012. Now, you say, well, but the record didn't come out until 2016. Exactly, because more 
drama and catastrophe, you know, and some of it financial. I had to wait until I had enough money to make it happen. So when I decided to release a single, the first single from the record is called What More Can I Say? I wanted to give my full vocal range on that song to say, yeah, I can sing. And the funniest thing about it is, is that you think because of social media, and especially living in an, in an entertainment town like California or Los Angeles, that people are going to hear your stuff because you post it, because it's on iTunes or because it's on Spotify or because you put it on Facebook. And they don't. They don't listen to it. So my favorite thing that really fills my soul is when I meet somebody who might be a legendary musician that I you know, have admired for years, or they might just be a regular person. And they go, oh my God, I heard you record. You can sing your ass off. And I go, well, thank you. I thought you'd heard it. And this would be years later after it's been out. And it just always makes me laugh and kind of gives me hope. And it kind of tells me I'm going in the right direction. You know, they always talk about the joke in our industry is overnight success can take 20 years. Well, mine has taken like 30 years. There are more things in life than wealth From you I learned to love myself And by your side is where I belong, yeah Reasons why I wrote this song Was to lift you up and make you strong And so you know I love you when I'm gone Don't think you're not as smart Oh, lessons, which was written for my oldest, uh, Nathaniel, because on the day that he was born, the idea came to me to say, this is how your life is going to be. My kids are biracial. My kids are biracial in America. And right now, that's very salient because we have a lot of racial division and strife and people not making an effort to understand the life of people of color. Now, since my kids are both black and white, I like to remind people that Barack Obama was not the first African-American president. He was the first biracial president because he's white too. And that's important. So that song is literally to tell my son, this is how you make it through this society. This is how you make it through life.
the title track, which is called Forever Plan. And because my maestro, Alessandro Lesantroni, supports me so much, he wrote the melody 10 years before I finished the song. And he said, Maestro, I wrote this song. And he just played it from top to bottom. And it sat in my computer for like 10 years until the melody came to me, until I could voice it. So that song is about how much I love my daughter. Born against the odds, they say A miracle will find its way Into our hearts with love Binding us together How could I guitar player in my live band in the studio is a, is a guy named Jay Gore and he's an incredibly talented musician so he calls me up one day and he's like hey me and Chad Wright and this is Chad Wright who by the way is playing with uh, Bruce Hornsby and the Noisemakers and he's a fabulous drummer we're gonna do redo Easy Lover because uh, we're kind of bored so do you want to sing on it and I'm like sure and I say okay so if I'm singing the Phil Bailey part who's singing the Phil Collins part and he's like well why don't you sing both and I'm like, okay, I, I can do that. So-and-so's busy and so-and-so's busy. Who do you know we can get to play bass? And I'm like, well, I've become friends with Lee Sklar. He's like, well, you know Lee? I'm like, yeah, we met, you know, via the, via the Grammys. So let me call him up and see if he can do it. Now, remember, we're in a global pandemic and everybody's going to record at home. So I call up Leland and Leland's like, yeah, Gus, he'd love to do it. That'd be great. And of course, Lee's 72 and he's played on everything. And for those who don't know, Leland Sklar is the original bass player in uh, James Taylor's band, you know, The Flying Machine. James went to get him and brought him into the band. And he's also famous for playing with a ton of other people like Carol King and uh, Linda Rostad and Johnny Mitchell and you, know, you name it. And he's also famous for being one of Phil Collins' uh, studio musicians and live musicians. So he's like a living legend. And we kind of did the whole, yeah, it's COVID. We're going to meet. Uh, let's wear masks. We did the fist bump, blah, blah, blah. And he's just such a joy to hang out with. And we laughed silly about many different jokes. And then, you know, I talked him through getting the right software to record his bass and he recorded the bass on Easy Lover. And then when everybody got their pieces together, we sent them to Chad Wright's uh, wife, who also happens to be my touring keyboard player. Her name is uh, Noriko Uling and she's an amazing musician. And she's actually known in our industry as the person who writes most everybody's charts within smooth jazz. So she's that girl. And then, Leland decided, you know, I'm starting a YouTube channel. I'll put it on my YouTube channel. Well, the funny thing about that is, is at that time, I think Leland had maybe like 80,000 people following him on YouTube. And now he's got probably over 200,000 people following him. So basically all around the world, because he's been around the world a gazillion times, people saw this song and it went viral. Also say
I'm thinking, really? This is when I have a viral video? <laughs> so, and what's even funnier than that is, I had really wanted to get the guy who co-wrote the song with uh, Phil Collins, Nathan East, to play on it, but I couldn't get a hold of Nate. By the time he got back to me, he's like, dude, this sounds great. And I'm like, well, that means a lot coming from you because he's a legendary bass player. Um, so it was really a blessing. We had a little more fun with Gussie Miller in the Fast Five. Here we go. First song you can remember hearing that you loved. Uh, Sunshine Go Away Today by Jonathan Edwards. Sunshine go away today I don't feel much like dancing Some man's gone, he's tried to run my life He don't know what he's asking And I thought, wow, first of all, it's a catchy rhythm. Jonathan had a super cool sound in his voice, and, it, and it's kind of funky. It's an acoustic kind of a groove to it. And it just, it makes me bop my head. As a matter of fact, I think I'm going to cover it and put it on my new record because it just, I loved that song as a kid. Awesome. How about the song that makes you feel the most nostalgic, uh, sparks memories for you? Hmm, probably, you know, I, I have to say, it's kind of a weird one. Uh, I would say Frankenstein by Edgar Winter. When I hear it, I think about being in Columbus and like the first time I heard it, and I think it was called either WCOL or it was QFM 96. And then Marcus Miller covered it, and it, I just lost my mind because he just he played the crap out of it. And it just is such a cool tune with the whole you know, it's muscular, you know. And when I hear it, I think about being a kid in Columbus. That's wonderful. Uh, Okay, how about the your go-to song for dancing or a, a tune that you hear and you just can't sit still when you hear it? I'd have to say, um, you know, Happy by um, Pharrell. Who doesn't want to dance a happy? You, know, you just get the tap in your feet, and you know it, it's a happy song. You know it, just, it makes you want to dance. You know. How about the song that makes you feel like working out, or you know, if you don't work out, motivates you to do something that maybe you don't feel like doing at the time? Motivator song. Ooh, a motivator song. Um, hmm. Don't you want me, baby, by the Human League? Okay, that's good. Um, okay, last one is a song that lifts you up when you're feeling down. Definitely, it's a Kenny Loggins song. I think it's called Rest of Your Life. Walking on my own, absolutely free, solitary life, the only life for me, the 
because he was talking about being in love and he talked about being single and being kind of a solitary person because that's me. You know, we're, we're, I'm, I'm quote unquote an Aries. Some people say that's, you know, BS, but I'm definitely, you look in the book, there's my picture. And we're very singular loner kind of people. We lead. I don't have to have friends. I like to have people around, but his lyric is walking on my own, absolutely free. The solitary life, the only life for me, midnight cafe, dinner alone, an independent heart is all I've ever known. And that's me. But then he says in the next line, he, he meets the woman and he talks about how the magic happens. And it's that feeling that I have when I feel like, ooh, I like a girl. And, ooh, she, ooh I, you know, I, being alone is nice, but that's better, you know? <laughs> and it just makes you feel like, hey, love and romance. And, you know, that's, that's Kenny's gift. You know, they say in music anything he puts his voice on, like Stevie Wonder is a hit. I mean, they can sing the phone book and, it, and people are going to love it because they just have that. They have those great set of chops. So that's probably those, those two probably. Oh, that's great. Uh, Gussie, man, it was such a treat chatting with you. Thank you so much for sharing all, all your experiences and reflecting on your time here in Columbus. It's been wonderful. Thank you, man. I, I, I'm honored. I'm I, I a fan of CBE, and I listen on the app, and that's one of the ways I stay in contact with my hometown. I'm Mike Foley. Talk to you again on the next Music Journey. Ooh.